Pulp Barstool. You know, it's been a while since I've had Andrew Foxwell on the show to talk about Facebook stuff. And yeah, wouldn't you know, there is a lot to talk about right now. Um, and what's on everybody's mind seems to be, I don't even know what you, how do you describe it at this point. It's Cambridge Analytica, but it's the fallout that resulted from everything related to it. So it's, it's APIs, it's apps, it's privacy, it's Congress, it's you name it. And uh, so we're gonna, we'll, we're, we'll start with that uh, before we talk a little Facebook analytics. But uh, it's been a long time coming, talking on this topic. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week we invite you to the virtual pub. This time we're getting drunk on Facebook ads with Andrew Foxwell. It's been a while. How you doing, Andrew? Hey man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's been a it's been a rocky little month here for Facebook advertisers, but uh, I'm glad to be on the Pubcast to talk about it. So I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, we, we started kind of talking about it heading in and it, this came at, for me, <clears throat> pretty bad time because, I mean, as you know, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I just went on a baseball trip. Things are just getting crazy for me baseball wise. I'm kind of pulling myself away a little bit and kind of having my, not a sabbatical so much, but, um, I, I do things a little bit lighter during this time of year, and then Facebook comes roaring in with this Cambridge Analytica and changing all kinds of things, and uh, I don't know where to go. What do you think about everything that's happening? Because I don't want to recap all this Cambridge Analytica stuff. Where do you even start with it? I think in terms of what people are listening to this, right, we have – uh, those of us that are here, we are Facebook advertisers, right? You're listening to this because you are a Facebook advertiser. And I think that what we have seen thus far, and and you know, we can talk about specific changes, but what we will continue to see is further changes with the platform that are going to make the ability for uh, people to like us to advertise a um, little bit more locked down. So I think that the data control is going to be a little bit more locked down. I think that there's going to be more verifications, right? So things like verifying uh, large, uh, whatever they define as large, page admins are going to have to be verified. Uh, you're going to have to verify the custom audience data that you've uploaded, which you should have been doing in the first place is yours. Yeah, I, I don't right. even understand that one. I, how right. is that but, any different? Well, I, I don't. I don't think it's. It is entirely different. But I think that, generally speaking, we will see. Uh, I think a lot more regulation around that. Now, I think the other thing, as it relates to this, is how is Facebook going to adjust their platform to focus more on the users and the user experience, which, you know. And how does that affect us? So the one that comes to mind immediately for me is how is Facebook going to adjust interest-based targeting um, and tell people about the apps that they're connected to? And how is that going to positively or adversely perfect, 
or excuse me, um, affect uh, advertising kind of and how that works. So, you know, if they're saying, hey, you're going to, you should get, you know, turn off, you have control to turn off ads. I mean, is that going to be an Im- bigger impact for us? So those are kind of the things that are rolling around in my mind as I think about this, as it relates to Facebook advertisers like us. Yeah, uh, I gotta tell you, <clears throat> I, I'm concerned. Now, I, I think one thing I've, I'm concerned about is I see advertisers, marketers who aren't concerned because they're looking at it from an advertiser or marketer's perspective. And like all this stuff, you know, there's explanations for everything. It's like, it's just a few bad apples. It's a matter of, you know, a lot of this stuff that Facebook allows is the exact kind of thing that's happening on other platforms. All true. Uh, but th- that doesn't matter when you're talking about PR. And the situation, when you got Zuckerberg facing down Congress and um, talking about delete Facebook, where, where there's big name people getting involved in this delete Facebook campaign, uh, could it blow over? Maybe it might. This is, but what we can't ignore. This is clearly the biggest test that Facebook has faced since you know the beginning. And yeah. you know, luckily they have some buffer. There was some some wiggle room in there. If they were Twitter and they lost, say, and I'm not going to say Facebook's going to lose this much, but they're Twitter and they lost 100 million, two million people. Um, they, they'd be screwed. Uh, Facebook, if they lost that many people, they'd be like, who cares? Um, now, it would be the first time that they've dropped, but still. My, so my concern um, isn't even so much from an advertiser's perspective of, oh, now we've got these, these new restrictions. It's going to change how we advertise and market and all this kind of stuff. It's more, is this, is this I don't want to get too dramatic and say the beginning of the end, but What's going to happen to Facebook in terms of the users? Like if if mm-hmm. this is if this ends up being a PR disaster, which it, I mean, it can, it might. It's headed in that direction. Uh, we can, we have nothing to advertise to if people are abandoning ship, um, or using it less often, or whatever. And that's what worries me most as I look at all this. Yeah, I I, I think that's very valid. I think that's how. A lot of colleagues are thinking about it too. Um, and you know the thing that I'll say as it relates to to the worry is Facebook is clearly uh, th- they are saying they haven't seen a big uh, tick in that regard, but I think that they have. And I think that there's daily active users on the platform are down, and we've already seen that in ad performance. Um, and so the question really becomes one, you know, how do you, how do you sort of, I think, learn more about Instagram advertising if you're not there? Like, what are the places that you, that you, you can, can, can work that angle? Because I do think that people are uh, moving to Instagram and are spending a lot more time there. Um, but I do think that Facebook is not going to remove itself as a, as a part of our society and a part of the daily usage, let's say, in the United States. Um, I really, it, you know, I don't think that that's going to go away, but I do think that there is going to be, um, a dip in usage. And I do think that there's going to be, uh, I think advertising is generally going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, and it's going to become harder before it be, you know, kind of levels out. 
again, they were growing at such a rapid pace that uh, most of the growth was, of course, outside of the United States. But the revenue growth was was really focused in the United States in many cases and in Europe, of course, as well. And I think that we are at a place where if there are, like you said, 1% of the United States user base that goes, that's a really big, that's a really big thing that can hurt. Um, and so I don't, you know, I'm, I'm worried about it too. I mean, I think, and I think you should be, and I think you should be eyes wide open with it, right. In terms of how your campaigns are performing, how things are, are, do, are, are doing. And um, I haven't seen, you know, the, the, usage on my Facebook drop necessarily in terms of people doing that. I haven't seen people making proclamations. I've seen more people asking, what do you think about Facebook? And having people comment on it and share their take of people saying like, it's just too valuable for me. And so I think the stickiness of it is a very important part. Um, But, you know, I think there's also going to have to be changes as it relates to uh, just Facebook owned data. So I think we'll see an introduction of more audiences that are Facebook centric. So instead of all engagers, maybe they're breaking that out. But I think that's, that's something that we'll, we'll be looking at as well. So a lot of different thoughts there, but I'm with you. And I think people are, are, are rightfully worried about it. The, the, The problem that Facebook continues to have is their inability to communicate that advertisers don't have your information. Right. right. Unless you opted, like, unless you're on your email list and you provide that information, you, you already know that they have your information. Right. This is I, like, it's, you bang your head against the wall when you see these conversations about privacy and this and that and how advertisers have this and Facebook selling this information to advertisers. Like, no, <laughs> we don't have any of this stuff. And, but that the, the problem is perception. And, if that perception continues to gain speed, steam, then uh, you know who knows what direction this is going to go. I mean, something I thought about today is I was talking to Jr. and um, he has a, a friend who has an app, and that app you log in and you can log in numerous ways. One's with a Microsoft login, one's with a Google login. He doesn't have a Facebook login. And Jr. asked, "Well, why why don't you have a Facebook login?" He said, "Privacy concerns." Now. That in itself is kind of silly because there should be no difference in what you're giving up, and especially these days, right? In a Facebook login versus those other two. But that that's beside the point these days. Is it start, start? I started thinking about it. What is the perception when you see that Facebook login now, especially the, because the whole Cambridge Analytica thing came as a result of that type of access, that app access. And uh, that's going to be a problem. I, I really do believe it's going to be. I think that's going to—they're going to take a big hit when it comes to apps and login and everything else. It could take a while to trickle down, but yeah, know. yeah. The perception around it is is definitely not great. I think that you know what it has going for it is that there's it, there is that stickiness. Um, and I, I I think we need to get back to too though, like what can advertisers do, right? Like you're an agency or you're managing ads for your particular company and you see that um, performance is declining. Uh, you know, what are options that you have, right? I think that the the first one that comes to mind for me is 
trying alternative objectives because the the conversion objective is a already small pool of people. And if they're not there um, and there are not as many people on the platform, that becomes smaller. Uh, So that's one thing. I think another thing is how can you think about expanding internationally? Um, That's a thing that we have for a long time. Many people haven't gone there and there are apps that make it you know, fairly easy to be able to ship internationally. And so that's another one that I think about. And really the third one is how can you expand outside of um, just Facebook? And again, think about remarketing and think about, excuse me, Instagram. And can you think about using Instagram stories? Can you think about using uh, the ability to capture people where maybe they are more often? I mean, I have Instagram stories running now for a client and they're doing quite well, like two to three X. So, you know, I think that's something and, and that you I, think about. I find that so ridiculous too. That, oh, so you know all this stuff that's happening around Facebook. Well, go to Instagram because everything's fine over there. It's like that's owned by Facebook. So the fact that people seem to be forgetting that that's owned by Facebook, and they're like, "Oh, this is a safe place," and you know a lot of kind of stuff, and you'll continue to have results there. It's just it's kind of interesting to me. But again, it's it doesn't logic and rationality don't matter in this in this right. case it's it's just it's perception perception is reality but um so yeah i mean i'm not a big instagram guy uh, i admit it i've i've never been a big uh, hey here's here's a selfie and here's everything i'm doing and that kind of thing um maybe i need to start shifting my focus a little bit that said i'm not seeing a big drop in results at the moment i'm also not in the middle of any big marketing blitz but um my, my my numbers have been mostly the same. Um, yeah, I, I've seen, I've actually, we have some that have seen, you know, I would say the same performance. And we have, I talked to a client this morning, you know, last month their CPA was 17. Um, and their CPA is this month on basically the same things are 29. So we've seen that, you know, that change and, um, and the return on ad spend is lower. It was 10 X last month. It's at seven X this month. So, uh, I don't think that it's cause for alarm. Now, of course, there's many things that we're doing of updating creative and changing things. But however, I do think that there's, uh, we're just seeing that. And I think that that's something you need to be aware of, which is you need to be aware that, you uh, are going to have to shift things around and try different things. And I would encourage, you know, those of you that aren't familiar with Instagram to become familiar um, and try that because uh, the ad units there, the, the daily active users on Instagram stories are significant. And, um, and th- you know, I the other day saw a collections ad on IG for the first time. Mm. And so Facebook knows that that's, that's coming as well. Um, and that's something to be aware of trying. So, Andrew, for those of us like me who are resistant to Instagram and doing something different, uh, help us off the ledge there. Why? What is it? Uh, how much can we carry over from what we're doing on Facebook? Team? Like, I know, yes, I run ads to Facebook and they also go to Instagram, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to actually kind of dedicate more time to maybe a presence on Instagram, any steps we got to, to go through to do this? Is it is it easier than I'm thinking to kind of uh, 
refocus and, and moving over to a new platform? I mean, any yeah. thoughts on that? I mean, I think I think it's first of all, it's a it's a platform that in many cases you you have to be you have to lead. It's visual. That's all that it is, right? It's very very visual. Um, so the brands that I think are doing it well have um, a regular Instagram story that they're doing. Um, that is sometimes things that are actually produced for Instagram stories. So they are, you know, products that they're releasing and, and things of that nature. If that, if that, if it fits with your audience, right. If you feel like, Hey, you know, I feel like there's a certain segment of my audience that's on Instagram. I think producing content specifically for Instagram stories is really smart. I think that carousels as it relates to Instagram is also really smart. They work really well. Carousels on Instagram are perform better, generally speaking, in the people that I'm speaking to and in my own campaigns um, than just carousels on Facebook. Um, And so I think those are some of the pieces. But in terms of just setting up the account and making it more profitable, I think you you definitely want to have part of the... uh, part of your kind of content game plan surround Instagram, making sure that your images are sized correctly for the, for the actual Instagram newsfeed, that they're square, they're the one-to-one aspect ratio, and you're um, posting content there, and you're also doing things in the vertical video and photo for Instagram stories. And if you are posting on there regularly, then what you can do if your Instagram account is automatically connected to your Facebook account, which in many cases it already is for those of us that are advertising, you can in the ads manager, actually it pulls in now your Instagram content that's been posted organically, just like it does on Facebook. So you can repurpose those things as ads. Um, You're not able to use them as the same post ID. Uh, I saw somebody asking about that within the PHC Power Hitters Club uh, elite group. You cannot pull that down, but, but you can reuse the content in that way. And, uh, you know, are there the amount of daily active users there are? Uh, not necessarily uh, that there are on Facebook. However, um, if, if that's something, like I said, that a larger part of your brand and, you know, has or, you know, a large part of your audience is on Instagram, I would consider kind of stepping that up and, and starting to split it out too, in terms of, especially in the lower funnel, um, testing to see what can happen there. I think another point, uh, J- Josh Constein put out uh, an interesting post. Anyone who doesn't follow Josh Constein, TechCrunch, uh, get get with it. Um, but basically, Facebook's running three tests right now that indicate the future is that they're going to move to the story being the default. So, in other words, if you're not comfortable with doing Facebook with doing stories on Instagram, uh, too bad because you're going to have to figure it out on Facebook. So at, at this point, you know, why resist? Uh, you, you've, got, you've got to figure out a way. And that's kind of where I'm at. I, you know, um, that, that does appear to be the way Facebook's going. They want to move to stories. They want, so you, you publish a story, it's going to go to um, Instagram and, and it's going to go to Facebook and Messenger. And um, so it's going to be the same type of format either way. So right mm-hmm. now it may seem like a completely different world on Instagram, but I think it's going to start morphing together into what is essentially one. Yeah, I, and I think so too. I mean, the interesting thing is um, somebody said on the uh, head of an agency, big agency in New York, uh, was on the Digiday podcast and shared, shared, you know, I think that the news feed is always going to be a central part of a marketer's toolbox. 
Um, and I don't disagree with that. I think that the newsfeed is a central part of what we do and the feed format is a central part of how we consume content. What I do think is going to change is uh, right now, if you ask people that are heavy Instagram users what they're doing, a lot of what they do is they are watching stories um, very regularly and they are uh, you know, sort of watching probably five to six different people's stories whenever they post one. And uh, that interactivity is really interesting because to me, it's akin almost exactly to Facebook Live. One of the strategies that people have been using in the last couple months, I mean, maybe last six months, I would say, is people testing a Facebook Live actually as a conversion ad, which in certain instances can work quite well. So you have a Facebook Live that goes and you take that in and launch it as a conversion ad. And I think that we will see that strategy be mirrored um, using uh, Facebook, uh, excuse me, using kind of the the way that you're doing it on Instagram, where you're able to repurpose Instagram content um, and mm-hmm. that's live content to feel more organic. And so as a conversion ad. And so I think that's, that's a big thing that you want to walk down and be careful of. Um, but I just think it's, it's, you have to start looking there. You have to start getting creative. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody uh, last week and doing a coaching call with them and they had uh, only the Facebook mobile newsfeed selected and that's all that they'd ever done. And their primary driver of uh, advertising was collections ads. Okay. Well you, and that worked for a long time and it's great. Now the performance is declining. Well, you can't, you can't do that, right? You can't keep doing the same thing um, and sort of cutting yourself off in that regard. You have to have the ability of always testing, right? Marketplace, uh, testing like instant articles, right? Column, you, you have, to, have to be including those things because otherwise you're cutting yourself off. And a final point on this rant, which is uh, but a budget's another one. You can't cut yourself off of a budget. I have a, a coaching client that I talked to as well. Another one um, this morning, they emailed me, said their AO, their average order value is $40. Okay. Well, they have ad sets. They've launched 13 new ad sets in the last uh, two weeks and they give them a $5 a day budget and then they run them. And if it gets a conversion in three days, they'll take it to $7.50. And if oh it doesn't God. get another conversion, they turn it off within a oh five-day window. Well, you're just neutering yourself. You're, you're, you're really hurting your campaigns because, you yes, you shouldn't in a vertical scaling format, you shouldn't double your budget like immediately. But if it's from $5 to $10 and your AOV is 40, you should spend 40. Right. You should just change yeah. it to 40. <laughs> Right. So, or and eliminate all the, or just eliminate all those other ad sets and stuff you got going right, on. Just right. Just combine it into one. Right. Exactly. Or try try to give more budget to less ad sets. So you know, don't cut yourself short. Think about experimentation. Think about in terms of where else can I put things and try that because it's the Facebook mobile newsfeed is is more, not only more competitive but Facebook is purposefully showing less ads right now. I mean, that's it's, and that's good. That's right. It's ultimately it's about the user experience or trying to keep people around. So Facebook's not going to go away. Facebook advertising is not going to go away. We have Facebook owns Oculus. Facebook does Facebook watch. It's just right now the formula is going to change. And the way that we're going to do things, there's going to be a, I believe, 
a fairly big shift in the, in the next year of how you actually do things productively from a direct response angle. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't think it's going to go away, but I do think that it's going to change. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and I don't, I don't, I feel like I need to change subjects, but I will cause I'm hammering away at this Instagram thing. But, uh, one last question for you, just as when you look at an ad or a marketer like me, whose primary content type is the link, how do I move over to the story? Well, if you have a, an account on Instagram that's brand that's a branded account, um, that's a business account, you can create content that's organic that is that allows you to swipe up, and people can swipe up from an Instagram story to a link. So, is that typically going to be the same engagement rate in terms of click like click through rate and everything else? I mean, or are people just going to watch this story and no, it's like, actually like it's, uh, it's cheaper for some clients that I have right now. Is actually, it? getting swipe ups, it's like. You know, sometimes in a link cost, it'll be, you know, what a dollar generally is. I mean, if it's depending on who, if you're John Loomer, it's probably like 30 cents. Yeah. Um, but like it, generally speaking, if you're a direct response branded advertiser or something, it's like your direct response advertiser, it's something like a dollar, let's just say. Um, the ones I'm getting now are like 60 cents, 50 cents, and the CTRs are much higher. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's, the same cost effectiveness. The, the challenge is, is that you don't have as many DAUs. So you have to go a little bit wider with your targeting if you're going to try it on the prospecting side of your campaigns. My, my concern with the, with using a story for what I normally do, mm-hmm. is it seems con, seems contrived and like forcing the the round peg into a square hole kind of thing. Or oh, I don't think so. I mean, I think if you're hole. if you are developing content there, you're sharing valuable things there, right? You're you're uh, you're putting out stuff that people like, and um, it looks well, na- natural. I don't know what I don't know what the hell my story is going to be. I, I'm going to write a blog post. I don't know what the hell my story is going to be. I just want to put up the damn link. <laughs> right, but they, right, but the story could be you t- you summarizing some of the article, and then they could swipe up to read more on the article. Right, the the last panel could be could be that. It could be a, a three panel summary of that. So I, f- could- I feel like my parents right now, Andrew. <laughs> Times, times are changing, man. We, you always got to be testing different <laughs> stuff. So I agree with you. It's it's weird. It feels counterintuitive um, to try it, but you know these are these are times that that are they require the type of testing that you have to do in that regard. All right, let's move on. Uh, so the last thing I want to make sure we talked about mm-hmm. Facebook Analytics. Yeah, definitely, and some updates there. So anyone not unfamiliar with Facebook Analytics? It's Facebook's answer to Google Analytics, but they provide a whole lot more information, <laughs> at least for now, uh, that's at least specific to uh, the Facebook funnel from a Facebook post through your website, through the purchase process, whatever. Um, great tool. Now, there have been some changes made. What, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, so so analytics uh, had a couple new changes that are recent. One is they have come out with a. Um, some of you may have it, some of you may not. I actually don't have this, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, yeah. But uh, the analytics has an insights automatic or automated insights now. So it it says certain things like, um, "Hey, your ad to carts are ten percent more than they were this time month last month," um, or "Hey, women over a certain age are doing X." 
Um, so that's one that's one change that is interesting. If you have that, it's in the t- top left corner of analytics. It's just analytics.facebook.com. You can get to that and go into your analytics and, and check it out. Um, so that's one thing that doesn't require you necessarily to have an event source group, which is an ESG, all of your components tied together. Uh, so that's one piece. Um, another piece that Facebook changes, they did remove um, the ability for you to look at household data and other things under Facebook analytics. Mm. Not a huge part of what everybody was using, but something that's important. Uh, And then the final change is they they haven't removed it yet, but it will be removed is the ability for you to create custom audiences uh, from Facebook analytics. Um, You you said they're going to remove that? They're going to remove that, yep. So it's not removed why? currently, um, but it will be removed uh, because uh, we don't know why. I just know through the grapevine that it's probably going to be removed and they're limiting the amount of creation you're able to do through custom audiences. So in the analytics training, uh, we'll talk about it because it's still there for a lot of people, but it may not be there um, later. So just something to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder about Facebook analytics and what changes are coming because of you know, everything that's happening with the rest of the platform and the um, microscope that Facebook is under, because it's a lot of this, this similar things that we're looking at here that, that could freak people out, especially those who who don't know, who don't understand the the platform, which is the problem right now. Right. Right. Um, so because because like the the. the Taking away the ability to create custom audiences from Facebook Analytics to me makes zero sense. Because right. you're creating essentially the same type of custom audience you're gonna be creating in the the main. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me either. I just have heard from two different people that have spoken to Facebook that they believe that will be removed. So I can't say for sure. Um, it's you know we don't know that for sure, but I believe that's going to be the case. So it's something to just be aware of that. If you have that um, and you want to create those custom audiences based off of um, John's blog post, or we'll talk about that in the analytics training that's coming up here in a couple of weeks too, um, that you should create those sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, at a segment right now. You know, I'm, at the moment, as I look at this segment, I'm not able to create a custom audience, but maybe I, I need to look somewhere else. So, interesting. Uh, so might have might already be removed in yours. So something. Well, to be aware of. and where I'm looking right now is under post shares, which is an area that before they had it showed that you could create a custom audience, and then when you went and tried it, it said you couldn't because it was Facebook related as opposed to website. I'm gonna go into purchases now, and it looks like I don't see any. Uh, Custom audience. Oh wait, no, there it is. The events. Yeah, I mean, so so basically that that's that option's still there for me. Uh, I just can't include the Facebook page within it uh, within that segment. Okay. When creating a custom audience, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. It's, it seems very odd to me. I think uh, I, I get it. I think uh, limiting some of the stuff as much as possible, and then maybe bringing some of it back slowly. Um, yeah. Yep. Maybe I think that, the strategy here. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that potentially would happen. But yeah, we'll be we'll kind of go over that and go over uh, a lot more of how to do this. Now, if you haven't been into Facebook Analytics or you're not aware of it, you can check. You can definitely join our class um, on that, and we'd love to have you uh, check that out. It's on JohnLumer.com, and there's a uh, 
little ad on the right hand side, little uh, note on the right hand side of his website talking about the scaling training. Facebook analytics training. Excuse yeah. me, the analytics training, not the scaling one. That's yeah. what we did last month. Yeah. So johnlimmer.com slash Facebook dash analytics dash training. So you can actually sign up two different ways. It's either uh, just buying the, uh, the course itself standalone or signing up for PHC elite, which is our exclusive, uh, membership. So, uh, yeah, just go to that landing page and, uh, provide all the details there, but Facebook analytics, awesome tool. And, uh, this, this is a course actually that Andrew ran back, uh, late last year. It was hugely popular. That's why we're running it again. So we'd love to have That's you right. all on. That's right. Any final would. comments here? Any final comments here, Andrew, as we close out? No, I mean, I think if if any of you have thoughts, too, about the way that things are changing or you want to chat about it more, always hit me up, Andrew, at foxwooldigital.com. Um, and, you know, if you're if you're feeling stuck, know that you're not alone, right? And know that, uh, that it's a time to continue experimentation and potentially even pull back budget a little bit and see what's happening with different pieces as things kind of change and develop over the next month or so. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again for being on, Andrew. You bet, my brother. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, do awesome things.